Good morning. Welcome to another episode of The Mental Gym. You are joining me, Scott Coe, as I drive off to work this morning. Um, for anyone new to this recording, this is a stream of consciousness style of podcast where I basically speak my mind out loud, reflecting on ideas, challenges, reflections, all that sort of jazz whilst I am sort of stuck in the car, so to speak. And uh, for anyone new to this recording, there is no top five takeaways, no lessons learned or anything like that. So for anybody who might be listening and detecting a, a level of despondency in my voice, it's because as of this recording, um, Victoria, or rather Melbourne, Australia, where I'm from, is going back into a COVID-19 lockdown for another six weeks. Uh, this is occurring after we have actually just come out of lockdown for probably a good, I'm going to say something like three weeks, basically. Like, it hasn't been long that we've been out of lockdown, and there was a bit of a dramatic increase in the number of cases um, a portion of which was through community transmission. And so, basically, as a result of that, um, and I won't get into the politics behind it because I think it's become quite sensitive, and I think everyone is tense at the moment. Anyway, as a result of all of that, uh, the government has ordered everyone back into what is called Stage 3 lockdown, which essentially constitutes uh, work from home as much as feasible feasible, um, means staying home, don't go out, only go outside to walk, but even then, like, don't travel, don't do, there's a lot of things you can't do, you can only go outside for shopping, um, and for specific healthcare reasons, uh, you can go outside for exercise, but again, they sort of limit that to say, try not to travel where you can, you can go outside for work, uh, if it is essential for someone to go to work. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Um, so, uh, so how that impacts me is that I, uh, because a workplace is still essential in some regards, uh, I will still be going into my office. And that's just because uh, from a, you know, I'll openly admit from a mental health perspective, it's not the most pleasant to be at home all the time. Um, it, I think especially where the place that I, that I work in is there's not many people there anyway so we're all pretty socially distant and where I'm personally at is tucked away in this little corner so I have very minimal involvement and interaction with other people anyway so that's kind of where things are and the despondency comes in because it's well I mean six weeks is another long period of time and again it's just a lack of normality <clears throat> a, a lack of clarity around, you know, what, what next? Why are we doing this again? And I don't mean that, yes, I know we're stopping the transmission of the disease, but it doesn't seem particularly clear what the um, purpose is. The, the very first lockdown that everybody went through was about flattening the curve, but the second one is... It's not as clear what this second one is about, whether it's also flattening the curve or whether it's because we're starting to seek eradication, which are different um, goals. And so this is where it gets into some of that um, philosophical and political type of debate. 
So I'm not going to debate that component of it, but what I will sort of talk about is that this overall it just extends this level of uncertainty for people. And whilst we live in a world of change, this amount of significant uh, lack of certainty, lack of predictability, I think is having a dramatic impact on everyone. I mean, I personally am still, um, I have to be grateful for my position, for being able to do the things that I can do, um, being able to be in a reasonably comfortable living situation where I don't have to worry as, as much as about, um, about things like income. Uh, I am still keeping pretty low um, cost of living, but it does mean um, there's, there's a lack of targets to shoot for. And I think that, that makes it hard, right? Because I think it's important for, for me to have something to push against. And by having this lockdown, there are still things I can push against. But again, a lot of this is self-imposed. And there's, there's something to be said about when it's pure self-imposed um, driving of goals um, and of development and evolution. Uh, I guess I can only go so far without needing some sort of feedback, right? Uh, it's kind of like this idea of saying if someone goes on stage and is trying to tell jokes or something like that and it's not that the audience isn't laughing, you just can't tell. And that makes it hard to say, well, do I continue, do I not continue? And of course, I'm sure there are people who, who might be listening who say, oh, well, you know, get some accountability buddies and all that sort of stuff. And, I, and that's, you know, that, again, that's fine to an extent. I, I do have those too. But it is a... I, I've always believed that there is slightly higher than external accountability is just a level of internal accountability, that internal sense of momentum and movement and, and flow, so to speak. So it's, it does make this uh, the period challenging, and so that's what makes me, uh, I guess, a little bit despondent because, you know, there were plans of reactivation of certain functions, of activities, and that's what we were kind of looking forward to. Uh, but then um, the lockdown sort of puts a pause on all of that as well. So quite a downer topic. For me though, ever being, I guess, optimistic about these things and trying to be a pragmatic optimist, um, I have to think about what can I do? What can I do next? What's important for me to uh, focus on? And what more can I personally do? Because I've long held also the belief that it doesn't just have to... Um, sorry, I've also long held the belief that um, blaming the world at large of not taking personal responsibility is, is, is not a good thing. Uh, I believe very strongly in that I am responsible for what it is that I can do and how I can make a change and make an impact. So that's where a lot of my headspace is going to at the moment. And some of this is selfish, but some of this is, um, I mean, slightly less selfish. 
which is, you know, some of it is about me. It is about saying, what is it that is keeping my internal combustion engine going? But some of it is also saying, well, what is it that I can do for other people as well? Um, I, I think I actually got to a stage where I'd become a little bit more quiet on some of my platforms where I didn't, because uh, I, I used to post like videos on, say, LinkedIn once a week. And then I kind of slowed down a little bit and now I've stopped. And I stopped because I am, um, I wanted to go through a period of research where I didn't just put out content for the sake of putting out content. Like that, that's again a thing that's important to me that if I'm putting anything out, it's because I have something of value to say. I'm not content with <laughs> putting out content um, just for the sake of it. So I, so it's important for me to have meaningful messages to be able to put them out there. And so in order for meaningful messages to be put out there, it means there has to be an idea or a perspective or a topic that is pertinent, that I can comment on, that I feel like I can add a perspective to. Uh, so that from a content perspective, that's um, one of the challenges that I'm facing at the moment. Um, but the other thing goes back to something I recorded on um, this recording a couple of weeks ago, or I don't know, maybe it was last week, probably, where I sort of said, I also am mindful that I don't want to just put that content out in a vacuum and not really understanding what, um, uh, who it is I'm trying to reach and for what purpose I'm putting this out. Because if I'm just putting out content, and look, I, I would get, I don't know, 30, 40 likes on my videos on LinkedIn, which comparatively isn't bad, I think. Um, but I realized that I didn't necessarily have the clearest sense of why. If I'm putting this out, really exactly why am I putting this out there? Is it just to share a message? Is that enough for me to just share a message? And I, I think, yes, in some cases it is. But I think one step deeper, if I were to push myself, is that it also wasn't enough. Because if I'm just putting out messaging like that, then really all I'm doing is, um, the, the main outcome is, I guess, adding recognition and awareness to, to me, which is fine. But where next? You know, if we look through the, that process, the a, a, I think AICD, is it? Like attention, interest, something, decision. Then I don't have much else for people to do besides getting in contact with me and starting a message, right? And sending a message. But what am I asking for? What is it? What more can I do? So I think this is, this is going into the, the broader realm of um, whilst I am, I, I know what I can do for people, perhaps I haven't articulated it strongly enough. And I want to do it being mindful of <clears throat> you know, who I'm talking to, why I'm doing it, like just being, being a bit, bringing a bit more intention into it, like e even more than being able to share a message, basically. So that's, again, again I go back to the, the point that that's what I'm, what, what's kind of going through my head at the moment. How can I be more clear? And how do I, how can I better understand who it is I'm trying to reach out to? Why? What can I do for them? What did they listen to? And all that sort of stuff. And then through that, it gives me a stronger sense um, or perhaps it'll give me some of this clarity, you know. I think that was one of the, one of the dangers I had recognised was this idea that if I didn't really clearly understand what it is that I'm doing and who I'm reaching out, then there's, there's always a little bit of fuzziness and blurriness to it. And so 
I can continue to remain curious uh, about this. The other thing that I thought that I could do um, is actually um, play around a little bit more with um, different ideas um, and to experiment with different ways of um, helping people be more human during this period of time. Because, so, <laughs> despite my previous segment just literally talking about uh, wanting to only add things of value, there is another part of me that, so this, this idea I want to talk about is very much still just in the idea space. So it's a, if, I, if I do this, it's definitely within the realm of experiment more than anything else, um, less around exactly if there is a demand for it. Um, but my logic goes thus. We are, especially for people in Melbourne, parts of Australia who are still in lockdown, people are getting sick of the Zoom calls because Zoom calls are often, often to do with um, work-related things. It's, it's very functional, it's very technical, but it's less really talking about new, uh, about connecting people. And one of the topics I've, I've been on a couple of podcasts now, interviews about now, which is about creative collisions, which are moments that genuinely connect people as humans. So there's a question around what exactly people can do about this, right, during um, lockdown. And so I think I've got an idea for it. And it comes from a, uh, a little video series that my mate and I have been watching. Uh, we were talk, listening to David Sedaris talk about, who's, who's a writer for the New York Times. And we've been listening to him talk about... Um, writing stories about observing the world and about always just you know being able to write but one of the things he does is he asks really interesting questions like really really interesting questions but almost bordering on non-secretary right questions such as he'd ask a bunch of high schoolers did any of you feed yogurt to stray cats in Athens. <clears throat> I mean, what a question, right? It's a... Sure, there's a lot of no's that could happen. No, that's it. But I think with the right priming of being able to say, I want to ask you a really weird question. Can I ask you a really weird question? The reason... <clears throat> Pardon me, let me have a sip of coffee. The reason why I think that that's an interesting question it's because it primes a bit more imagination. It's not a, hey, how's it going? It is, hey, what is a, um, what is something so specific that it triggers imagination? That it triggers a visual reference of sorts that might then spark into something more so uh, this is a this is something that's taken kind of taking my fancy at the moment because i think it's really cool and i wonder if this would be uh something that people might respond to for a bit of fun you know like maybe this is a cool little experiment that i can run on linkedin i mean again this is this is one in which there is definitely no um clear sense of well I am targeting these people and this is the problem and so on. nothing like that because I'm not trying to build a product here I think this one for me is just the this one is more a matter of awareness 
um, if I were to be crude or put it in that way. But I think it's something that could be interesting, right? It's, it's something a little bit different, a little bit engaging, and it might be a great um, creative diversion or creative distraction that allows us to get to know each other a little bit more on LinkedIn, um, on virtual platforms, on Zoom calls, on, on things like that. So I'm keen to keep trying it out. I'm, I'm actually quite keen to like um, play out some of these questions with um, with people that I meet and people that I connect with, whether in person or, or virtually. I just think that there's something interesting about that. So I'm almost at work. Um, time for this little particular ramble to end. Um, I think reflecting on what I've been talking about, there's a, there's a sense of uh, uncertainty again, which I think is what's led to some of this ramble and this has been me I guess trying to work through a bit more clarity and structure I'm trying to define my own clarity and structure um, because I think I with the ground and the environment shifting again it's about finding where I can get some form of traction on actually perhaps this is a useful analogy because it's especially because it's winter at the moment so for a bit I've been running on ground Right, on, on like a concrete so I'm getting a bit of traction and now all of a sudden it's kind of like a um, a morning frost has come through and it's actually frozen bits of ice onto the ground and so I've, we've now hit icy spots where it's like hang on we're running but we're not getting anywhere so where can I shift to and, and the landscape is still there I can still see a horizon but how do I get in that direction? Where, where can I find the dry spots in which I can actually find a bit of grip, find a bit of purchase and continue to push forward? So I think that's what um, this particular episode um, it has been a bit in aid of. So um, I, I still haven't yet, at the, at the time of this recording, I still haven't yet published anything. So I think I'm going to try and make that a bit of a goal by the end of this week to basically figure out how to publish these and just to get them up and running and just see what happens as well. Um, and hopefully this might be another way that I can share some insights for people who might also be feeling the same thing because uh, again for anyone who's been listening to this now you know this is not very much a rah-rah type of podcast um, it's important for me to show what and all so anyway if you enjoyed this please do subscribe please do find me on LinkedIn at the Scott Co. you can check out my website scottco.com.au keep on exercising Stay upbeat, stay safe, and I'll see you when I see you.